Aviva Client Services Manager for Sexual Violence Services, Joe Barter, has assisted survivors in the case and she joins us now. Kia ora, Joe. Have you managed to speak to some of the victims involved since the, the verdict and how are they doing? Kia ora, Lisa. Uh, yes, we have spoken to some of those um, survivors involved. Um, oh, look, I think there's probably, I can't speak for them all, but I think there's a mixture of feelings. Relief would be one of them to have got to this point uh, and to have, as has already been spoken about, to have had the tenacity to hang in there all of these years uh, and to get to this point. So a sense of relief, I think it's important to note, and the judge was clear to say that there would be some who would be disappointed by the verdict. So not everyone got the justice they were hoping for. So there's still some work to be done um, in our system to ensure that that happens. But uh, many of them would have felt um, and did feel uh, very relieved and very proud of themselves, as they rightly should be, for um, going through with the process in the way that they did with such dignity and such bravery. It has been, I imagine, a harrowing few years. I am very mm. interested in your thoughts on the kind of questions that these survivors were asked by defence lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all of a similar vein. Um, there weren't that many options open to them, but I think there was a, a heavy focus on the age at the time um, and their levels of intoxication. I think it's really important to note here too that it, legally you can't actually consent if you're intoxicated anyway. So irrespective of anything else that have, might, might have gone on, um, being intoxicated isn't... Uh, isn't uh, consent. <laughs> so, so how do you um, feel about them being asked questions like how much have you had to drink? Uh, well, it's it's a familiar trope, right? So it's something that societally we have done for a long time now that has that kind of very much a victim-blaming uh, tone to it or flavour to it. That what were you drinking? How much you were, were you drinking? Um, and it becomes a very sort of... Uh, um, yeah, I guess just a, a pointed way of of making people feel like it was their fault for having drunk so much or that they lost control or that they were somehow complicit in it, which is not the case at all. Lots of people go out and have some drinks. Lots of people become intoxicated. It's not an open invitation to be assaulted. Uh, and I think we have this, um, in terms of that victim blaming, what we don't do is we don't flip it around and we don't say to people who are going out drinking and harming, you're going to be going out drinking tonight. What's your safety plan to ensure that other people are safe from your behaviour? If you are going out and you're going to be unsafe, who will be looking out for the others in your world? So that's, we don't flip it in that way. We instead kind of insinuate that by drinking that somehow you are complicit in what has gone on. Joe, there are unidentified victims still out there. What would you like to mm-hmm. say to them if they are listening? Mm. Uh it's never too late to come forward. Um, it's never too late to come forward and speak to police about it. And I know that they'd be very willing and happy to hear from uh, from people if they did come forward. But you don't have to report to police. It's absolutely your choice as an adult. Um, but support is available and support is not dependent on whether you report to police or not. So it's never too late to seek support if they haven't told anyone, then I encourage them to find a trusted person in their life that they can tell and gain support from and come forward and and seek that support that they're absolutely entitled to. 
This is obviously a deeply traumatising case and mm. deeply traumatising for the people involved, more yeah. so potentially because there is this element of video and photos. And mm. I suppose they will be asking themselves, where has that material gone? Who else may mm. have it? How is it possible to even to begin to deal with that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a problem that is not just um, sort of pertaining to this particular case. It's a problem that we have, you know, in society around that image-based sexual abuse that happens. Um, and certainly there is that element of that wondering. But that's a, um, a difficult path to go down because sometimes we'll never know. And I think just being able to focus on the bits that you can control, that you do have control over, and that's around healing, around that healing journey. And um, it's it's not... It's not helpful to kind of circle around that particular drain of, you know, what's there and who's seen it and what if, because we don't have the answers to that, those what ifs. Um, so focusing on the on the things that you do have some element of control over uh, is going to be much better for you in the long run. Joe, what do the survivors need or want now? <laughs> uh, a sense of safety, uh, a a sense and a knowledge and a reassurance of being believed, um, of being able to trust again. Um, this is a lived experience, so you can't unlive it. It's like a thread that's woven into the fabric of their lives now. Uh, but it's not always going to take up the room that it does currently in their lives or has done more recently um, with support, good support and counselling and time. You just learn to live with that thread woven into your life. So I think what they need are are trusted people around them, people who care for them, who um, look out for them, who want the best for them. Um, And probably a number of them are going to want that name suppression lifted. Um, They're going to want that to come out and for people to know the story, the story that they've been carrying for years and years and years, Um, some of them silently, some of them on their own. Um, They will want, I'm sure, to be validated and for that experience that they've had and, be, and to be honoured for their bravery in coming forward. Thank you for your time, Jo. Really appreciate it. That's Jo Barter, who's from Aviva Clients. Well, she's Client Services Manager there for Sexual Violence Services, speaking about that absolutely horrendous case that has played out in the court in Christchurch.